the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. Feeling good with Duddy. That's me. Let's, Let's go. go. What is happening? We are back with another episode of Feeling Good with Duddy. As always, I'm here with my brother and my co-host, Jake Pete. Hi, everybody. It's just good every time, Jake. And also today, we have another very special guest, someone who also comes from the MMA world, Ian Butler, a.k.a. The Silverback. What's happening? What's up, you guys? Man, thanks for coming by. Nah, thanks for having me. Dude, the, the way you said he also comes from the MMA world, it made it sound like <laughs> I come from the MMA world because I got my brother over here and then someone also from the So thanks, Duddy. Hey, you know what? You kind of do. <laughs> yeah, I punch bags that don't hit back. So I guess if that Very makes... good, but brick not hit back. Oh, what movie from? Bloodsport. Yup. Boom. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Right on. So what's up, man? How are things? Things are good. Things are good. Coming off my fight. So just chilling eating everything in sight right now and uh oh. yeah <laughs> is that like what you look forward to the most after a fight just oh, give me some sure. food for sure like it's it honestly it doesn't obviously i want to get the win but it's, no matter what the result is like i'm gonna get some pizza in for sure like right. yeah and after you're feeling bummed from a lost pizza it's gonna help it's gonna help it's gonna for help sure. you feel a little better oh yeah how much do you cut for your fights? Me, not much anymore not much but anymore. back in the day like it was i was walking around at 190 making 155 like, yeah, it's crazy. Are you just staying lighter and fighting at 155, or are yeah, you at staying lighter now? and then fighting still. at 165 because that's a new ah, weight class? Yes. That's right. Yeah, they're trying so, to get that into the UFC. At least trying. some fighters are, but yeah, not. Trying. But yeah, and then Bellator is so super cool that they make you just do catch weights at 65 and stuff like that. So yeah, yep, yeah. And nice. you and you coming off two big wins, two big wins, two first round stoppages. Boom. So yeah. Boom. We, we, have, we have a video of the last one. Let's just start there. Let's <laughs> yeah. just throw it up. This is him in his last fight, first round, ending it on top. Yeah, dude. Boom. And Boom. I hate to start the show out on a negative, but whoever's filming this, bruh, <laughs> oh, landscape no. mode. Look, there's someone in the front that is already I landscape know. mode. I know. Oh, fuck. At least we can see everything. But my God. Are we already? Are, you, are we are? Is this just, happening? I don't think that. People really oh, understand how to sake. get into That's landscape it. mode. I hate to do it, people. <laughs> Here we go. We I hate to fucking do it. You got him started. Here we go. Here Son of a real bitch, dude. Son of a real bitch, dude. I hate to do it. I hate to do it. We're in the day and age where everyone has a widescreen TV. You got it. This is what TVs used to look like, right? Big ass on it. 
buttons and shit. You gotta fucking walk from the couch all the way over to the, and you gotta use your fingies to touch it, dude, and you've got like three channels. We remember, but now we live in a day and age, dude, where the tellies are like this. You either got it on a desk or you fucking wall mounted it. Even better, no need for, dude. And then you come along with your cell phone and it's shaped like this. And all you gotta do is tip it onto its side. And now we can all enjoy widescreen angles. Why are we living in this era? When this device allows us to be in this era and we could have seen, I don't know, the referee's shoes, maybe the first three people in the front row, it would have been a better experience. I hope everyone has a great day. And as always, at the end, fuck off right there. Thanks, everybody, for playing. I'm sorry. Okay. That was a dope-ass, like, old-school TV, though. Yeah, that should have drew an antenna. Dude, oh, God, <laughs> oh, my God. We got a, a detail-oriented channel. That's it. Zenith, you want a company as well? Oh, all right, dude. That's what I had on my TV. We only had, like, three stations. Wow. <laughs> Jake, eat that whole bag of <laughs> course. Dude, I got to get my hat. You got to so chill. Weird. Wow. Uh, usually we like to be 15 minutes in before I get furious. <laughs> that just happened? Oh, God damn it. All right, so. All right, feeling good with Doug. Feeling good, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> where do I go from there? <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. I, I get, was that it? We're done, right? What, you guys were mad, too, watching that, right? That was like, pretty, yeah, it's pretty, 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 it's, yeah, okay. Well, okay. Well, I so mean, yeah, the, the action was, was, was fire, dude. To it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was Ian, you know, on top, just silver backing the guy and just beating him, and he gets the win two in a row. Two in a row. And um, you know what? I, I would say as we got started, but we got started. And <laughs> but dude, real quick too, you know I have an affinity for nicknames and people with yes with identities within MMA or anything you do unique. The Silverback is the one of the greatest <laughs> nicknames ever. And I don't know if you can get the camera to see the the shirt is so yeah. good, dude. Ian Butler, the Silverback. It's I have never seen another fighter named the Silverback. Good job on that one. Thank you. <laughs> How do you Thank feel you. about the name Pitbull, Jake? Ooh, do I have to hit the purge? No. no. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyone who's named Pitbull right now in MMA, anyone with the nickname Pitbull in MMA now, good for you. I support you. Anyone coming into MMA and choosing the name Pitbull or accepting it, no. We're done. We're, we're, we, we don't have any more room for any more Pitbull nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> we're the, filled up. Yeah. The Pitbulls right now are pretty legit, though. They're super yes. legit. Super all legit. of them that are in, you guys are grandfathered in. Yeah. I accept you. I love you. I support you. I, I have no more room for a new Pitbull, though. Okay. Okay. That's just me. <laughs> Jake is fired up today. <laughs> Feeling good. I can't, I can't even get a word in. Look <laughs> like at the Doberman. There's, there's other animals. All right. Ooh, okay. Doberman's dope. The Doberman's pretty good. good. I, actually, my friend's named the Doberman. Oh, that's no his way. nickname. Who? Yeah, he's a black belt under Dean Lister. Give him a he shout like, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, nice. uh, he's living in uh, Japan right now. Nice. So, like, yeah, he's the Doberman. That's the cool. shit suit. Yeah. That's yeah. culturally yeah. accurate. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I wanted to just see if you, uh, look, we touched on just like your childhood and growing up and yeah. getting here because you have a pretty crazy story. Yeah. Pretty crazy story. Um, I know, you know, when you were young and young child, you kind of were hopping around from shelters, shelters, foster homes. Yeah. So like, I'm was born in St. Louis, Missouri. 
And then my mom decided to move to California because you want to move to California. You're yeah. living in a fucking Midwest, right? Like, yeah. It's cold as shit. She didn't know how to financially raise a child in California being so expensive and so high, it's very right? Expensive. And so she got into some bad things and then started living in homeless shelters. And then we used to go over to soup kitchens to go eat, stuff like that, hopping around. And then at that moment, at the soup kitchen, she met one of her best friends named Katie Andrews. And she ended up adopting me out of a foster home in San Diego. So that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. you're how old are you? How old are you now at the point where you're adopted by Katie Andrews? I was like six years old. So oh, wow. So we're yeah. young. <laughs> yeah. we're young. Yeah. When did you move over to California from from uh, Kansas? So City? as soon as I was born. Oh, okay. like, right, away. right away. Oh, right away. Right away. Like, <laughs> right away. Yeah. So yeah. your mom was really having to deal. I mean, you were just a baby yeah she was in and out of these homes with you and trying her best i'm sure trying her best yeah and so at six years old you are adopted by one of your mom's best friends yeah 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 and what from what i uh read and have heard that she was pretty inspirational to you and kind of really you know helped you grow up in the person you are like she was totally like super hardcore she was almost pretty much almost like olympic athlete and swimming almost right like and she used to work at home and the only thing I used to remember is she used to put on, like, her pretty much her work dress, everything else, and then go sit in her own office and work. Like, usually people were just sitting in their pajamas, right? No, and just, like, fuck it. Work. Like, yeah, exactly. Hey. Like, she, like, she, her mindset was totally hardcore. She used to wake up every morning and swim at the beach and and do her miles in and out, rain, sleep, snow, sick, whatever. And she pretty much taught me that mindset, like, growing up. That's, That's like a simple yeah. but beautiful thing because so many people I know work at, from home and they say it's hard to get right. motivated right. and get yeah. dressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put on a suit and sit at maybe that'll make you work. To this day, at home. like you even see students like they why do you see a shitload of students at coffee shops, right? Like mm-hmm. that's exactly why they do that for it. They're like, if I stay at home, I'm not gonna do shit, right? That like, makes so much that. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know when I don't have anything to do, <laughs> man, those sweats are on for yeah. a while. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm knocking out a lot of Netflix. Oh, man. And maybe I don't shower today. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't. I don't know. Damn, no. that's crazy. Okay, so you obviously now have an extremely positive role model and like an athlete, and you are an athlete. So yeah. did, was that your young? And when did you start becoming an athlete or she realizing you were one? She put me in the wrestling. She put me in the football. She let me try every single sport out there. Oh, right? Come up on the mic a little yeah. bit. I want these everyone yeah. to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so cool. she made me try every single sport out there. And she felt like wrestling was the best sport for me just mm-hmm. because like she's like, hey, there's a lot of politics in football. Why are you better? And then the son coach it's like starting over you like this is bullshit right and she's like wrestling one-on-one if you win or lose it's on you right so yeah so how hard you want to train before exactly exactly yeah and she told me those life lessons like after getting done with the match if i lost and crying she's like you're crying right now you feel that that sucks you gotta train harder, right? Like right. totally, totally that. This model. lady's awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Damn, yeah. Because that's true. Yeah. We talked about that in the past a little bit too. It's like, dude, losing fucking sucks. It does. Nobody wants to lose, but you can take that as fuel. And no, for sure. Learn from it. What yep. did I do wrong? Next time, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And next, I'm gonna train even harder. And that's right. You know, you got to take it like that. You can't take it as like a man. I lost. I suck. I'm over this. Right, right. And it took her to have that mental fortitude. Like, cause yeah. totally, like, if she wasn't in my life, I'm like, well, fuck, like, this sucks. Like, do I wanna do this again? And she goes, like, no, we gotta learn from this situation. We gotta grow. Mm-hmm. And I just took that in pretty much in my adulthood, like, till That's now. Awesome. It's so, so funny yeah. that we've had, you're the second MMA fighter we've had on, but I, I said it last time when we had an MMA guy on, and 
at Jalen Turner. Shout out. And Anthony yeah, yeah. Gonzalez. You know them. <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. are good friends, so yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But um, MMA has taught us as a culture, like as a people, actually, the whole world, not just our culture, but every culture. It seems like MMA fighters have really taught everyone how to lose and deal with it. Because in boxing, when you lose, bro, you know how it was. You could be 35-0 and 0 in, in boxing. And when you lose, it's almost like people go, oh, he's done now. You're dead. MMA, yeah. you get to see your favorite fighters like Conor McGregor or like anybody lose on the biggest uh stage and they usually just show right up to the press conference here's why i lost and no big deal i'll be back and win next time and it kind of shows mm-hmm. the average person like dude yes losing sucks like duddy said but it's how you deal with losing and it doesn't mean you can't win the next one so get your ass yeah. up yep. and go i think you know? one of the most beautiful thing was uh so the last time i seen demetrius fight i was there mm-hmm. live right it was demetrius at the staple johnson, demetrius johnson about, yeah. right he lost his title to henry suhudo yep and at the end of it, he stood there like a man was like, hey, like, yeah, I lost. Like, I knew I was down those rounds. Uh, I just want to say congratulations. Good job. Like, uh, I'll be back next time. He'll up. Hey, congratulations. And then just move on. Right. Like, yep. but in other sports, I think it's like the NFL and they're like, oh, Super Bowl ends. And they're like, I'm not going to shake that guy's hand. I'm going to nah. go right into the fucking locker room. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's show- and, and it's cool because it has trickled into boxing. Have you noticed a lot of the top yeah. boxers are fighting each other now? Yeah, and yeah, whether yeah. they win or lose, their fan base sticks with them. We're just we just want to see people compete against the best. Now we don't care if you win or lose as much as long as you're there trying your best. Even this last weekend, the fight with Malinaji and um and Artem Lobov. Yeah, it was a weird thing, but you know we just wanted to see two guys throw down, and they showed up and <laughs> they it. did. You know, that's and, it. Just try. That's it. Like I just just show up. Just give your hundred yeah. percent and just try. Do you think like, that has to do anything with like social media now? How people can kind of like become just way more connected with the fighters they enjoy or the fighters they like. I mean. Boxing, you know, we oh, when we saying, grew up watching boxing, there was no social media. No, that's true. So now, I, I don't, maybe that has something to do with it. Like maybe you get a lot of your fans jumping online, going, like, "Hey, no big deal. No like big deal, you tried man. your best. We still love." Or yeah, you I mean, even helps. Have, or you even have a huge platform where you can go home after the fight and be there in your house and be like, that's "Yo, true. man, I you're lost." Looking at me like, you also get some fans that are like, "Hey, you got fuck. some fucking trolls oh, out there. Dude, no <laughs> you got some fucking what. trolls." I just took my family camping. I just got back. Right. I did one of the most innocent fucking things you can do. I made a little boat <laughs> for my son and went to float it down the little stream and filmed it and posted it. I got a handful of people. Did you leave that trash there? You're littering in nature. Like, no, I fucking obviously picked it all up. <laughs> uh, get off my shit, dude. Yeah, shit. I know, I know, I know. We're living in that era it's now. Crazy. Like, you can't do anybody anything. can say anything. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> it's so much easier to say shit from behind the bushes. Two people are just like, hey, where, you know, pick up your trash. But look, I, not- I picked it up. He picked up the boat. <laughs> haters. I, made, I made a fucking memory with my son. Sorry. <laughs> Did I take his memories? God, God damn it. I hate to do it. No, all right. We already. That's it. Sorry. All right. Uh, so, okay. Now you're wrestling in high school. Yeah. And you became like, you were the champion. Yeah. I was like a Midwest grappling champ. Yeah. Like I was ranked throughout the country. Like I was top notch. And then uh, something bad happened in high school. Wait a minute. So let me, so you're <laughs> in, this was in did, high school. Did you go when this back happened? to the Midwest? So like, yeah. So like, okay, so okay. when I got adopted by Katie, mm-hmm. it was an open adoption. So she knew where I was at the whole time. Right. So she let my mom get back on her feet. And then eventually I was going to go back to my biological mom, but oh, I can still visit her. So like, and then when I was living, so I went back to St. Louis mm-hmm. 
every summer Katie flew me out and I got to stay with Katie in the summertime and stuff like oh, that. That's so, nice. like, so you're yeah. kind of living in San Diego. You, yeah, that's two very different worlds. Super so different worlds. Cool yeah. for you and, I, and I moved from like San Diego to Ferguson, Missouri. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ferguson, yeah. dude. You know yeah, that's yeah. a hard place. We've been we, it's, lately. It's been quiet, but man, the beginning <laughs> of last year was all Ferguson. The well, news was I only just Ferguson. Visited six weeks ago because my grandma still lives in Ferguson, uh-huh. and it's not that bad. Not, it's, is it's, it doing it's good? Not that bad. Yeah, right. But also, I grew up in that environment though too. Like so. It's not that bad to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the know? news is going to show you the worst, no, right? Yeah. It is, but I will say St. Louis, Missouri, and the Midwest is still very segregated to this day. Yeah. Like, yeah, my first amateur fight, like, I was driving down, there was Confederate flags everywhere in, like, Eureka, Missouri. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Those neighborhoods exist still. Yeah. We're not all <laughs> yeah. the way out. Yeah. The, you know, we live on the and by the beach and by the coast, and you know we see super every, nice. Nobody cares. It's culture all, everywhere. There's everywhere. culture everywhere. Yeah, like yeah. But there's still places. Yeah, yeah. and you were in some of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if you don't mind talking about it, so yeah, I, I you know something bad did happen. And, and yeah, so I started experimenting with drugs a little bit. So mm-hmm. like this is high school now. And high, you're school a high school now. High school grappling champion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wrestling, doing everything right. Like um, getting offers, college offers from college everywhere. Offers. So you're a senior uh, at this point. I'm a sophomore getting college you're already offers. Already getting offers. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Nice. Stanford, Virginia, all of them. Right. Doing mm-hmm. wrestling camps in the summer, visiting these schools, and uh, start intermittent to drugs. Start smoking a little weed. Start having a little fun. I'm like, oh, I can snack off a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, but when it came to wrestling season, I didn't do anything. Right. So my mom, the logical mom. Right. So tell the difference. Right. Um, let me get away with a lot of stuff because I really tr- believe she tried to make up for like not being home there. For exactly. Stuff. Right. And yeah. try to be the fun mom. Right. Yeah. So the fun mom was like, yeah, you can have drinking parties in the basement, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Right. And so one day it's coming on to wrestling season. And I'm with my friends, and they're like, dude, why don't you just smoke one last time with us? I'm like, yeah, you know, last smoking session. But they started getting into, like, heavy shit, like popping pills, mm-hmm. right? So that's something I didn't want to do. And then I told them, like, plenty of times I don't want to do this. And they put a prank on me, right? So I had, like, a little box of annihilators, right? So I used to eat my annihilators like this without even looking in the box. That was like my little munchy food for like smoking weed, right? Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, right? So they replaced my annihilators with pills, right? So I swallowed over 25 pills, I believe, right? That ended up to me having an overdose and my heart stopping for like a minute and 15 seconds, I believe. And they said I was dead. Some reason my heartbeat came back. They saved me. And yeah, it pretty much cost me my life, but also cost me all my college offers. Also, because oh, so. all they hear is drug over. Exactly, that's all I hear, right? Yeah. And they're like, "Well, it's not my fault, right? They put a prank." But obviously, a big university like you shouldn't put yourself in that situation yeah. in the first place. You're supposed to be a leader. Why are you, you hanging know? out with people like exactly, that? Exactly, right? Led to me to dropping out of school and getting my GED on my own, and then I had an offer for a small school called Greenville, mm-hmm. Illinois. Super small, like out in the middle of nowhere. They want to bring you into wrestle. Bring me they in. Know you got right. skills, exactly right? right, but it's like a D three, like yeah, yeah, like you know, like I'm like, all right, but hey, I still get to, go to, get to go to college. I get to go to college, and I don't get to pay for anything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm driving out there, it's rude awakening, corn, like corn cows out in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere, like right, and so Landonwood, 
came over there to do a scrimmage, right? A lot of people don't know what Lindenwood is, but they're a college in Missouri, a little bit outside, 30, but their wrestling team is a powerhouse, right? You had fighters like Jonathan Brookings and pretty much like five USI, UFC yeah, fighters came a, out of there. He, I think he was almost Ultimate the fighters, right? Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. Right, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Like, um, and then Alp Oskalich was fought in the UFC. He was like 125. Josh mm-hmm. Sampo, they all yeah. wrestled at Lindenwood, right? Wow. So Lindenwood was kind of like the Oakland Raiders of uh, of college wrestling, right? They're yeah, like, yeah. oh, you didn't got good grades? You've been bad? We'll take Come it. over here. Yeah. yeah. We'll but, win a championship over yeah, here. Yeah. 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 Like, it was like old school, out date. Like, Which is yeah. perfect, because who doesn't, who doesn't <laughs> fuck around in high school? Yeah. You know, it's just some yeah. people get caught, some yeah. people don't. So, you know, it's a, if you, didn't make, if you didn't make any mistakes in high school, you should go back yeah. to high school and make some fucking mistakes. Yeah. Anyone who wasn't smoking weed and drinking in high school, come on, dude. Right. So I'm at Greenville. Lindenwood shows up, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? They're like, aren't you supposed to be at, like, Stanford or Ohio or something? I'm like, nah, man, like, some shit happened. And they're like, dude, why don't you just come to Lindenwood? So I transferred out, right, right away. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. my first experience with Greenville was like, oh, cool campus. And they're like, oh, just to let you guys know, like, we're a super Christian school. Girls cannot be in your, your dorm rooms. I'm like, not even to study? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. And I was like, I get to get the fuck out of here. Like, you know? <laughs> like, you know? like yeah. So I transferred out to Lindenwood. My whole dream was to go to Mizzou. Like, I, you know, so that was a big powerhouse. Tyron Woodley came to Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Like, Ben Aspen came to Mizzou. Guy. Yeah. And they knew me at the time. And then... Had one good season at Lindenwood, and then I transferred over to Mizzou, right? And at that time, I was experimenting with the MMA, right? I'm starting mm-hmm. to, like, do jiu-jitsu. I started to kickbox. How at old that, you? Probably 18, 19? 19. 19. Yeah. And then my gym at the time was like, dude, somebody pulled out, like, of this fight. Like, you should probably take this fight, right? I'm, like, six months in of learning striking, right? So I finally take this fight. And it was my first fight was at a Motel Six in nice. Eureka, Missouri. <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> You're like, I've made it. I'm already fighting at a Motel Six. We're gonna get free breakfast. Plenty of people have fought at Motel Six is they just weren't paid. Right. <laughs> right. And it was a nicer Motel Six because they had a conference room. Right. Business yeah. shit, dude. Some Motel 7. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> My locker room was the kitchen while chefs nice. were actually cooking. Beautiful. Right? So I fought this guy that was 4-0, which I'm like, you guys can't, like, shit. Like, can you guys <laughs> give me, like, a guy that's, like, 1-1? One one or like No amateur career. No. No. You, luckily, no. you wrestled. Like, God. I wrestled, and that's what they told me. Like, dude, you wrestled. Like, take him you down. take him down. Like, and, yeah. then, and then I find out, like, this guy is, like, a legit purple bill. He's been submitting guys, like... Taking people out, I'm like, well, fuck. Like, the only punch I know how to do is a jab, pretty <laughs> much, right? And the experience was horrible. And I didn't even see my opponent at weigh-ins, right? I'm getting ready to fight. They're like, all right, Ian, you're next. I'm getting ready to walk out. And then they go, we are now going to do a 15-minute intermission. Oh. I'm like, what? You're, like, just, you're just in the kitchen. Dude, I'm at the walkout area. like, about to walk down this alleyway, Right? And they're like, we're going to do 15-minute admission. You just got to sit there now. I sat just... there. 15 minutes turned out to be 45 minutes. Oh, my God. Right? 
And my coach was like, hey, I'm going to put you on a timer. If you don't stop this fight, like, I'm going to beat everybody's ass in yeah, here. Yeah, because yeah. right? people who are listening that don't know, like, yeah, you have to go through this whole mental preparation. Then you have to warm yourself up. You're potentially, hopefully Bro. you were hitting yeah. pads yeah. Yeah. in the kitchen. I, I didn't go through all that. ready to go. Yeah. Nerves are getting out of control. This is my first experience. Yeah. This is my first time getting Already hit with small scared. gloves. Yeah. Right. So I walk out to no music. Oh, that's that'll pump, that'll pump you up, dude. Uh, <laughs> to no music. Oh, right? the they cooks. fucked that. They fucked that you up. Just hear one guy. Hey, right? Get out of here. <laughs> the cooking chicken strips. I heard one guy, and it was my teammate. Back in it, like, let's go eat. And it's so awkward, right? Because uh, he's the only guy that screams yeah. something. He walks out to music blaring everything right the other dude's a local hero I'm he's a the fucking fu- local hero that's exactly what he is <laughs> you're he's brought, from you're, he's from you eureka missouri oh, yeah. he's from eureka missouri my corner is right there his whole fan section's behind him i can't hear anything right i'm so outside of my body the fight starts they're like throw a head kick and i'm like Ugh. i i foot stomped them because i'm like that's not a head kick yeah, right yeah, like the opposite i'm totally the, yeah, yeah i'm yeah. out of my body out of my realm he starts hitting me a little bit, and I'm like, I'm getting ready to get knocked out because I've never been hit with these small gloves. These yeah. feel different. I take them down, and then I'm like, where's his good jiu-jitsu? He didn't really do anything. My coach's like, fucking hit him. Hit him. Hit him. It's a fight. Hit <laughs> yeah. him. I hit him. I hit him some more. I'm like, oh. I got this. Okay. Right? It goes into the second round. I take him down again. I hit him with a big shot. I knock him out. Nice. I'm hitting him again. He's still moving. The ref doesn't stop the fight. This is one of these things you wish he, he wakes back it. up. Yeah. He wakes back up, right? Because they're not going to stop it. It's no, no. <laughs> I hit him again. Finally, the referee's like, all right, all right. They stopped the fight. The referee's right? yelling yeah. at your yeah. opponent. <laughs> wake up, Jonathan. Yeah. Wake yeah. up. Fight's over. I win the fight. And I found out that the referee and the fighter were best fucking friends. <sighs> this is what a lot of best people That's why he wasn't stopping the fight. That's why he wasn't stopping the fight. He wanted to give him every advantage possible well, for him like to get back in the fight. His, got his buddy <laughs> hit a couple more times than he should have. And then I felt so bad, right? Like, I was like, dude, I just fucking just murdered this guy, right? <laughs> my first fight. And my coach like, yeah, I felt bad, too, that I end up calling the gym that the kid's at. And he goes, he's retired. Like, oh he's done. Like, he took so much damage that he's like, yeah, this life ain't You know what? They probably, oh. he was 4 0. They probably, he probably fought four dudes that can barely fight. And they're bringing you in. Hey, this guy's <sighs> never had a fight. Who he's, he's, he, you know, and you, and he Bro. got stomped and he yeah. found out how real it can yeah. get. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're an okay wrestler or whatever and you, and you get like a champion coach, <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my first fight ever. And then Mizzou's like, hey, we're finally accepting. Like you're Scott, you you did good at mm-hmm. Lindenwood, you know. And then I was like, hey, and I started off on first day on campus. I'm like, I just had my first fight. This is what I want to do. Yeah, I'm leaving. Oh, they were just like, what was it? Yeah. When yeah. did you say this is what I want to do? Was it when you won? It's when exactly what I was raised, exactly like, when I went. Yeah, and then I had clearly like a couple of weeks later, I'm leaving for Mizzou, mm-hmm. get on campus. You know, I'm seeing the board of Ben Asker and all these D1 wrestlers. I'm like. Well, fuck, like, if I have a few more fights, I can make money. I'm broke as fuck, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. after my fight, they took me to fucking Applebee's, and my coaches paid for everything, and I'm like, I'm going to get everything on the menu. I had no money. Yeah. And they lied and said it's my birthday, and I got a free chocolate cake, right? Nice. Like, so, like, <laughs> I'm broke, broke, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, well, you know what? And then Tyron Woodley was just now leaving Mizzou. Okay. And you see me, and he goes like, dude, I seen your amateur fight. Like, dude, you got skills. You got talent, nice. right? For the listeners and that don't know, Tyron Woodley's in a Beast. He was a UFC yeah. champion. You know, yeah. he's he's an absolute top level fighter, dude. One of the best welterweights ever. 
Yeah, and Ben Askren's there too. Another Michael Michael Chandler's there. Michael Chandler, Bellator, right? lightweight. All those stuff, guys are there. School. Like mentoring me, and they're like, dude, if you have skills and everything, like it's kind of like the NBA, right? Like one and done, right? They're like, if you got skills, like, do you really need to go to school for like three more years? And like, you're gonna waste Maybe your talent here, exactly. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, like. Pretty much declared, right? And then yeah. left and like, I mean, and, and just continue fighting. After people wrestle in high school, the only avenue to kind of keep with it is to either be a wrestling coach or go into MMA anyway. Or so you were just kind of going there. Grateful if you're skilled enough to try to make the Olympic team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or Olympic. Right? Sure, like, yeah. like, that was my inspiration, but I'm yeah. like, fuck, bro. Like, kidding me? Like, you know how many people are jockeying after like Olympic, for one Olympic spot yep. in your weight class only for the whole country? Year, just one yeah. Guy. yeah. And I'm coaching kids now and. I have two kids that can probably make 2020 Olympics, right? Wow. And one of them, it's definitely going to make it because he was born in Germany. And I'm telling them, why don't you just fucking just wrestle for Germany? Yes. Like, they're going to give you an automatic spot yeah. anyway. Like, mind you, just take that. You get to be an Olympian forever. That That's on your resume for life. Are the two- like, it doesn't matter what country you're representing. That's on your resume for life. Olympic yeah. athlete. Yeah. And then are, is the two kids that you have, that, are they the same weight class? So no? we that would open up a spot for the other kids? They're two different weight classes. Okay, different. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. At least that. <laughs> so, yeah. And so that's how I got into my MMA career, like, after school and after messing up in high school a yeah. little bit. And I took a different route, but... Yeah, it made me who I am today. So that's cool, Dude, man. Yeah. And and I think that yeah, I mean, perfectly sends us into the Duddy had a thought for for you know we always have the word of the day or something. So yeah, you know I obviously him coming in and I and I you know read up on his background and everything and I just thought it was a really you know motivational story and like we even talked about like a lot of people well, I wouldn't say a lot of people just you know it happens you know a lot of people you lose or you get down or something bad happens and and you could just dwell on it yeah, forever yeah, if you yeah, want yeah. to or. You, and find something that motivates you and to stay motivated and continue to work hard and continue to grow as a person. What was that for you? I mean, I guess we kind of talked about your childhood and, yeah. and Katie, you know? And yeah. I think Katie was like my big one. Like I'm, I'm, I think I'm a product of a, that saying that village, it takes a village to raise a child. Like it mm-hmm. definitely did. I had so many mentors in my life, you know? And Katie really taught me like not to be a statistic. Like, look, you didn't have a dad. You didn't have that. Do you really want to be a statistic? You know, like, and you can, the way that you grow up doesn't define you. You can get mm-hmm. outside that realm and totally. make your own journey, right? And she was the one that, that's why I'm here today. That's honestly, awesome. You know? And it's like, like oh, sorry, you had so many reasons you could have given up. Like, yeah, yeah, You know, your childhood was tough. And then you met Katie, and that was beautiful for you. But then once again, in high school, with the whole overdose thing and losing, again, you get slapped all the way down, which another reason that you could have given up, you could have blamed the world, you could, and I'm sure you probably had moments where you're like, why is this happening to me? Yeah, for sure. But you found a way to continue going and, and you, you made it all the way to your uh, professional MMA fighter. Like what, can you explain the motivation or where you found it? Or is there any way you can put it into words so that someone listening who's maybe having a tough yeah. time, it's yeah, hard to do. I did. I think the one smart thing is I put people smarter than me in my life, right? That's good. <laughs> like, that's brilliant. I surrounded myself with people smarter than me. So, so And smart way do. more successful than I am, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the number one thing that I did, right? So, mm-hmm. any questions, and that's the thing I always willing to learn. I'm always asking questions, right? 
I'm like, how do I get better in this? How do I do that? Right. Like, and then it just seemed like everything just lined up just talking to them. Like, dude, you're, you're fine. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I've been like that. I was, I had no money. You too. Like, like you're fine. Stay on the straight and narrow. Right. And I think motivation. So I like to think motivation is like a shower, right? You're supposed to shower every day. Hopefully you shower every day. (laughs) Right. But motivation is the same way. You constantly need motivation, right? I constantly need to get showered every day with motivation, right? Because some days you're not feeling it. Some days you're down in the dirt. So I always reach out to those mentors, send a text, read something every single day. I always constantly have that on my phone. I have like notes of everything that I pick off from books, something that read spoke to me that I wrote down. I constantly shower myself with motivation every single day. That's, That's awesome. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. I was yeah. hoping for something. <laughs> yeah. Simplified it down, you know, so yeah. anyone can kind of yeah. start today with that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If you're out there and, you know, you're just feeling like down and having a bad day, find something, you know, to motivate you. There's got to be something out there that could keep you motivated, keep you positive. And also, you know, if you're someone in a position to help somebody else out and motivate other people, do that. Listen to him. Yeah. He said one of the most important things is he had a lot of motivational people. He surrounded himself with good people who motivated. So if you're in a position to motivate someone else, I mean, come on. That's I don't think anything else out there is going to make you feel good like that. Segway <laughs> captain. <laughs> so, yes, you know, motivation, stay motivated, help other people motivate, and it is going to make you feel good. You got it. That's right. Speaking of feeling good. <laughs> that study working his way into the sponsors, dude. <laughs> speaking of feeling good, we have a few sponsors on this podcast, and we are going to talk about them. Our first sponsor, as always, we will start off with whiskey. And this is a delicious whiskey. Proper 12 Irish whiskey. Uh, we've been <laughs> taking these bottles down here at this show. I think I have a problem now. But it is delicious. And if you go to the store and you get yourself a bottle of Proper 12, and you get some friends, or even if it's by yourself, take a shot with it, take a picture, tag us and Proper 12 in it, and I promise you, I will fucking send you something, okay? People have done this. <laughs> We've seen the photos. We assure you, the gifts, as good or terrible as they may be, will be on their way shortly. We're not just liars up here. Right, Duddy? I, we're not liars. We've seen the photos. We may uh, take a little longer to do stuff than other people, but we'll get it done. Yes, we never so said we, we were, were going to take shots. Ian is not because he's no. training. Yeah. <laughs> so we ain't taking shots. <laughs> he's staying motivated. <laughs> yeah. And uh, another sponsor we always have on this show, um, great company, great products, Sticky Vapes. I use these all the time because we're on the go and we can't be rolling around with a bong in my pocket. Might break and I'll cut my leg. So I got Sticky Vapes all the time in my pocket Check these out. If you are in a dispensary and you are looking for a vape pen and you see sticky vapes, I highly recommend trying it out. They have so many flavors. They're delicious. We've actually made two different ones with the dirty heads. We made we made some sticky vape dirty head vapes. We got a Medusa, which is an indica. Delicious. We also have a dance all night, which is a sativa. So check it out. Stickyvape.com. I use a sticky vape when I'm hitting pads, and every time I throw a punch, I release a little bit of the smoke, and it just kind of makes it look like I'm throwing straight fucking fireballs in there. That's just what I do with sticky vape. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's take a shot. <laughs> also, Koi. Koi CBD. An amazing product I also use every single day. I don't have the droppers here right now because I left it at home. Probably from using too many sticky vapes. I forgot. 
But uh, Koi CBD, great product. They have uh, these drops I use every single morning. Um, if you're someone who you know has aches and pains and you're constantly popping like pain meds, give CBD a try. It's a lot healthier for you. I think you're going to love the results. Um, KoiCBD.com. If you go there right now and you put in code DUDDYB at checkout, you're going to get 20% off. And also, they have this delicious hemp-infused beverage, which I have renamed the Bava Raja, and it's so good. And it makes you just, takes a little bit of stress off the day. <laughs> KoiCBD.com. Tell Ian about your song. Oh, well, you saw the episode. Bava Raja. Bava, Bava Raja. Everybody needs a Koi Bava, Bava Raja. I don't know. We did that one. Yeah, that's that's freaking it dope. On. It's pretty much <laughs> number one hit. Pretty it's much really just hit. a fancy way to say yeah. beverage, yeah. which is already a fancy sounding word. <laughs> so, yeah. So, once again, KoiCBD.com. Code DuddyB at checkout. 20% off. And last but not least, on it, another amazing company. Uh, I've been using every morning and night the Total Human uh, box. It gave me this awesome box, and it's got two packs connected. One's for the daytime, one's for the nighttime. Um, and it just got everything you need to just keep going through the day feeling good and then nice and relaxed at night, sleep through the night. It's great. And speaking of sleeping through the night, this product right here, this instant melatonin spray, I use it. When I'm on the road, like every night after a show, because you get off the stage at like midnight and you've been listening to loud music running around, it's hard to calm down. Your uh, your blood's just it's pumping, your heartbeat's pumping. So I spray a couple uh, uh, these melatonin sprays in, and it helps me sleep like a baby. Onit.com. Actually, if you go to onit.com forward slash duddy, ten percent off. Get on it. On it with two ends. O n n i t dot com forward slash Duddy B. No, it's just forward slash Duddy for that one. <laughs> and let me double check this shit. It's, <laughs> Dude, like the first three or four episodes, he gave out the wrong promo code for Koi. <laughs> We're going to get it. It's Duddy. It's official. On it, O-N-N-I-T dot com forward slash Duddy, and you will get 10% off. Beautiful. With Koi, it's Duddy B at checkout. Yeah. That's a surf sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, even if you don't surf, make a surf sound for us. Anything. First thing that comes to your mind. Surf? Surf, surf sound. sound. Anything. Shit. Uh. <laughs> dude, that's that it. perfect. Yeah. Shit. Uh, uh, that sounded shit. like uh. a stoned-ass surfer, dude. Done. Uh. Yeah, we've been making everybody just do a surf sound. I don't know. We got... Shroud. Yeah. And... Drop down. Okay. <laughs> You know, we're just trying to collect. You know, we got surf sounds. But I like yours. I got oh, I got shit. Mia Collins, pro surfer, in my gym. So she's... Really? Oh, yeah, get her in yeah, here. Yeah, get her yeah, in, man. Yeah. She'll have yeah. a surf sound for us. Yeah. Oh, she'll have a good one. Actually, I have a funny story, right? Wait, so Is this a band camp story? No, or it's, not, it's not a band camp right. story. Go for it. So... Obviously, Daddy, you surf a lot, right? I used to when I was younger. I've kind of failed out uh, or, you know, fallen off since I got older. But my brother still does a lot. Okay. So I was like, so she was singing my walkout song, which is Vacation by the Dirty Heads, right? Awesome. Great and that's song. We'll have to touch on that's that. That's why he's yeah. won his last two fights. <laughs> yeah. comes out uh-huh. Right? And so she, was, came in, she came in singing the song. And that's when I was like, oh, I think like, I'm going to be on the podcast with them and stuff like that. And she goes, oh, no way. And she goes like, yeah, who's the long hair one? I was like, hey, like, yeah, it's this podcast. She's like, yeah, I think back in the day you cut me off on the wave. 
Like way back in the day. Oh, you know He said not to kick my ass. That was probably Jared. Because Jared surfs. Jared and he's got long hair, so maybe yeah. maybe Jared cut her off on a wave. Maybe Jared we'll did. Get that. How long? Ago? Well, if it was a long time ago, it could have been uh, maybe. Me. But she's like eighteen or nineteen. Oh, pro it's probably surfer, Jared then, because right? he still he still surfs. I, yeah, I but she goes, but she there. goes like, didn't I realize who it was? And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, it's cool. Like, you know, like yeah. What was this at Huntington? I, maybe, yeah, probably, probably, probably. You know what? probably. We're gonna get to the bottom of this shit. We're gonna <laughs> have her on. You know what? I'm gonna have Jared in here, oh. when she comes, and I'm gonna let her kick his ass. Was well, this him? <laughs> have him by his ear. He's tall. <laughs> Dang it, Jared. Uh, yeah. Jared's like, hey, it wasn't even me. I know. We're going to get to the bottom of that <laughs> shit. But she, loves, but she loves the dirty head. Oh, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't intentional. No. Actually. No. I was yeah. probably just She's shrouding so hard. <laughs> um, I wanted to do this too. Your shirt. Is there anywhere people can get that thing? Yeah. Yeah, where? IanButlerMMA.com. Dude, Ian Butler. I've just, I, I keep looking over at it. It's like <laughs> the best shirt, dude. Look at that big old. And I have one. I'm going to be wearing it everywhere. Man, and I have a newer logo that... Do you know Tim Hendricks? Oh, yeah, the tattoo artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. So he sponsors me, right, for Get my fights and stuff. Is he inking you up? <laughs> that too. Like, oh, but I teach, his little son, so good. I teach his little son boxing, though. Like Little Trip. Oh, like, nice. That's his son, right? And uh, he made my newer logo, but people are really loving like that's like the first logo I ever that had. That logo is like, so yeah. good. It's, it's just, just kind of classic. classic. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. The classic one. It right? looks like a King Kong. It's like a, it's just terrifying. It's perfect. He dude. has a little MMA glove right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that new shirt though. Tim Hendricks is an insane tattoo yeah, artist. Yeah, it's it's just like the IB and then the gorilla's like eating like the IB with the fangs going and stuff like that. All so, right. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Hey, you can have multiple designs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I just wanted to do that before I forgot. Anyway, <laughs> I'm to jump in with a weird. Hey man, hey man, by the way, man, I was just thinking. Yeah. All right. Surf sense. Um, <laughs> you want to talk a little bit about the Andrews Angels Foundation? Yeah. So obviously, my adopted mom last name was Andrews, right? And so what I did is started the Andrews Foundation, right, to just pretty much pour into kids, right? So I have a cool sponsorship by Dave and Buster's. Because of Bellator oh, and the nice. combination, yeah, yeah. right? And plus, I love video games, right? So what I do is, like, I'll pick out a homeless shelter or foster care, go talk to the kids, pretty much tell them I was in this situation, too, hang out with them, and then I just take the whole group to Dave & Buster's to hang out, oh, play with them. and awesome. them, cool. You know, yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, they just want to go out and just have fun and just forget about the situation that they're living in yep. right now. So, like, yeah. I yeah, love that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and let's just... Take a step back again to the motivation of, you know, uh, word of the day. He not only needs to find motivation, but on his time, he goes out and he helps and motivates other people. So remember, don't just look for motivation for yourself. If you got an opportunity to go out there and motivate other people, take that opportunity. Yeah, dude. I love I love pouring back to the kids. Like, I think I think that was the my biggest growth ever. I'm still learning as an adult, but it was like the kid, like I was the kid that like go to professional basketball games and didn't clap their hands and like I'm never washing his hand ever. Oh right. Oh, like nice. I was that kid, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. And then I always remember like there was like that asshole athlete that was just like, Don't even touch me, don't, don't do it. And me. I was like, you know what? Like my mission in life is to always be accessible, always talk to kids as pos- yeah. much as possible because Dude, that really changes like a kid's life, man. I remember all those situations oh. that happened when I was growing up. That's cool. And I had one high five in my day. I think it was actually a handshake. 
to where I didn't wash my hand, just like you said. Like, I'm never fucking washing this. Do you remember this day? Tell me. We're in Ojai, California. Oh, I am. Oh, I remember and this. And we're. I'm probably like 11 I or so. I still haven't washed. Yeah, beer. I'm young. And we were young. I'm young, and it was. This was at the height of his career, and he comes rolling up two motorcycles and two guys on them with two oh, you know I'll hot chicks on the, the back, moment. and they roll up. And they walk into this little pizza parlor in the middle of nowhere. We're it, sitting, yeah, our yeah. family's sitting at a, it's like park bench seating in this in this yeah. pizza restaurant in Ojai. That's still there. Still there. I, I go to Ojai maybe once a year, and I drive by the same restaurant every time. Keep yes. going, daddy. And, uh, oh, fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme. No. Yes. Uh, right next, no. Right next, right next. Yes. No. My, my dad goes over to him and goes, hey. My sons are huge fans. You know, would, he comes over to our table. Dustin, I heard you in karate. Yes. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, keep with it. You know, and he shakes my hand. And I remember just like, what? Even better, though. I no. remember this. Here's how it goes down. Like, um, for those listening, go to YouTube and watch. It's always a better deal. So, so it's park bench seating. It's like a long park bench, dude. One of those old school park benches. You know, it's just a long ass row to sit on, a long ass table. And. Our family's here. I think maybe me and Duddy are sitting next to each other, mom and dad on the opposite side. Van Dam and his friend and his wife come and sit like next to Duddy and I, but down a little bit. So uh. my dad's looking across the table at Van Dam, and he's kind of looking at me and Duddy, and he's looking next to us. And then I remember he leans forward. I don't know if you remember this, Duddy, and he's all, "Excuse me, sir, are you Jean Claude Van Dam?" Yeah. <laughs> it was like the most funniest. Oh my, <laughs> my dad! God. Excuse me, sir, are you? And the guy—that's when he jumps up. He's all, "Yes!" And you know, my dad told him that we were training. We were already karate kids at this point. Yeah. He posed off with oh, us. He did dude, shook our hand. This is all pre-cell phone days, unfortunately. Yeah. So no photos. <laughs> but of I mean, this I'm event. talking about at this time. I no joke was watching Bloodsport oh. and Lionheart twice a day. This, it was like I I could not get enough bro, of it. I'm about to blow Van your mind. Damage, John. About, what is it? Tell me. So four months ago, I oh, met the person that created Bloodsport. Oh my god! Wait, the dude that they made it out the, over, or he the, written, he wrote oh. Bloodsport. Wow. What's he doing? What's his next move? <laughs> what are you starring in next? And what are you? The world is waiting. <laughs> Why were you talking with him? Are you doing Bloodsport? No. Twelve. Well, no, What's going on? I, I wish. Right. <laughs> Come on. So my wife's a business banker, right? Down in Beverly Hills. She's now transferred out here in the OC. Her client, can't say his name, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. used to go to high school with this kid that they used to make fun of all the time. They're just like, oh, always sticking up for him, stuff like that. And then Bloodsport comes out and stuff like that. And then they reconnect at the high school reunion. They're like, oh, dude, what are you doing? They're like, oh, you know, just like doing stuff, making movies. They're like, with who? We're like, Oh, Jacques Claude Van Damme, and they're like, and they're the like, best. dude, you're, and they're like, dude, you're full of shit. Yeah. I'm like, no, like, like, yeah, man, like, Bloodsport, like, that was about like my life and everything. They're like, dude, like, we stuck up for you. Like, you used to get shoved in lockers. They're like, yeah, but I was like a black belt back then. Like, they told me like I needed to like I truly was like smash your face in, but like I, just, I, I learned it. I learned it. I learned it. it. So, like restraint. 
like wow. pretty much wow. because of like my black belt and stuff like that. And he actually found one of the kids that used to shove him off and beat the shit out of him. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, and he also created the kickboxing movie too. Like, the kickboxer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He created the, yeah. Well. Oh, dude. He created both of those. Dip their hands in the glass. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. The glass Muay Thai what the, fight. What was the movie that made fun of that and they dipped it in like candy or something? Dude, that, <laughs> what, it was like Enter the Fist. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Oh, that was the best movie. Uh, yeah, but they do created Bloodsport. I was like, bro. oh my God. And you changed it, my life forever. You changed like, the world. Yeah. I, I do remember this just so that I don't remember the exact year it was, but so we could, you know, anyone who's listening can go find out Hard Target, whatever. The Van Damme movie Hard Target was just about to come out. That's when we met him because Van Damme had a Hard Target hat on. God, you have a really good <laughs> I remember all that stupid shit. Dope. Yeah, and, I, and, and, and yeah, that was it, dude. And I remember that he sat right next to us, posed off with us, Jean-Claude Van Jean-Claude. Damme. And then... And then somehow you you know you yeah. isn't that weird? Dude, I love Sean Claude. Six degrees like, of Sean yeah. Claude. John God Van Damme. Can any of you guys hit the splits when you guys were doing oh, it? Hell just no. Oh no! But if I had two shares right hardcore. now that didn't have wheels on them, I'd give it a go. <laughs> I'd give it a go. I love that how Van Damme had to do the splits in every movie, and, and Tom Cruise has to sprint in every movie. Every you gotta have your thing, dude. No, every Sean Claude he 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 uh, splits, and at one point you see his butt. Oh yeah, you got gotta show the butt. And I remember yeah. our mom. Oh, he's oh, he's well Drop shaped. that towel. Oh, oh yeah. Remember after Jean Claude left too, my mom was like, "He's handsome." Yeah. Oh yeah, mom. We remember that. I was like, "Hey, dad, go kick his ass." <laughs> <laughs> well, dad was like, "Hey, his wife was hot." And we're like, "Yeah, all right, we're even. Whatever. We're even here. Yeah. We're even." Our parents are swingers. Uh, yeah. What's up, Jean Claude? Will be on the show next week. I'll be here for that one. Oh for yeah, sure. we'll have for you back, sure. Dude. For sure. Got to. For protection, dude. We don't know. You could fucking do a crescent kick at any moment on us, dude. We need you there. Uh, do you have a band camp story? I do. You do? All right. Well, here's my big moment. Three, two. Oh, and this one time at band camp. All right. All right. I want to paint the scene, right? So, all right. So last week I was in Seattle, right? I love hiking and stuff like that. Outdoors, right? So I went on a hike called Poo Poo Head. Right. I already love this hike. Right. The hell? And I made it all the way up. Like, this is like a gnarly hike. Like, it takes like a couple hours. And then there's people jumping off and like parasailing off, which oh, I'm wow. not so a cliff. fucking doing that. Not about Like, it. no, not about that life. Right. And then my friend mentioned, like, on an Instagram story, I make it up top. He goes, Did you shit your pants on top? Right. And I was like, No. And then my wife goes, like, No, not this time. Like, oh. and he goes, like, What is she talking about? Right, so oh, for man. my last fight, is this a shit your pants story? Yeah. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so on the other hike, I was in Hawaii like six weeks ago, right? Fucking globe I, I had a, I had a, <laughs> I, I did a hike. Um, damn, I wish I know the name of the hike. It was a super gnarly hike, right? But it's has road tracks, right? Just like a train track that goes all the way up the mountain. I don't know why a fucking train would go all the <laughs> yeah. way up the mountain, but they said it was like back in the day with like there was like wars and stuff like that. So they use it as like a bunker. Oh, okay. Right? Back in the day. And I'm going through the hike and it's pretty, and my stomach's rumbling like early morning trying to get it for sort of sunrise, right? My wife used the bathroom before. I was like, nah, I'm good, right? <laughs> Smart lady. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm making it up and then in the middle, of the hike, right? It's like, so the train tracks are obviously really old that it's kind of like stairs going up, right? Yeah. 
And then in the middle, they didn't tell me that it fucking drops off, right? Because I'm super scared of heights. So you're going up these train tracks, and then you look down in the middle of it, and you look all the way down. You're already like 3,000 steps up. And in the middle of it, it's just straight, straight ground. So if you miss a step. You're dead. Like, yeah. Pretty much. Like, you're fucked. Yeah. Right? Oh. And so I'm like holding on to the rail, right? Just trying to like ease my way up. While I'm doing that, old people are coming down just like, oh, good morning. Like, no big deal, right? <laughs> not like, even touching the rail. Yeah, now. exactly. No, just pretty much just power walking, right? <laughs> I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to die. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Make it up. Beautiful, right? On the way down, I was like, when I'm up on top, I'm like, I still have to use the bathroom, like, really bad, but I made it up top. Yeah. Like, no big deal. Like, yeah. I can make it down. I'll hold it down. Like, yeah. Like, I'm going down. It's not that hard going down. Yeah. Right? So, I'm going down, and then we get to that middle part, right? Oh. My wife's skilled of heights, too, right? And so, she came up with the clever idea, right? And she goes like, you know what? I'm just going to squat down, kind of like a reverse bear crawl, and hold on to the rail, and then get down from there, right? You get one side, I get the other side. I'm like, oh, it's a perfect idea. Yeah. Right? Not knowing that my body's like. You squat, you in trouble. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly. That's exactly what happened. That's like, I squat down, I'm in the middle of it, and I stop. And she's like, why are you stopping for? I'm like, just keep going. (laughs) Just keep going. Right? And and I make it down, and I was like, hey. I was like, uh, we need to find a bush. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, what happened? I was like, I just shit my pen. Oh. She's like, no way. She's like, I was like, yeah. What is like, it about our show? Yeah, I just, I just shit my pants. Like, is, it, is it my face that yeah. people just want to tell me about their shit stories? We are on episode 13, <laughs> and there has been already three to four solid pants shitting stories and spitting in face. <laughs> Dude, so you shit yourself halfway down and then just had to in wobble the middle, down in the, the middle, rest of the hike? In the middle of the hike, which is super... Like, this hike is a long-ass hike, bro. Like, so I'm like, all right, maybe I should find a bush. Yeah. And then I'm like, am I going to find a bush? No, because now the U.S. Army's now coming up, right? Like, just and like, probably just Yeah, training. just going through. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm like, they're all stopping and like, oh, what's up? You know, what's up? I'm like, I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm just trying to find a bush so I can dish these pants right now so I can oh. just go back down. Like, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, the hike was called Coco Head. Coco hey, head. Fucking perfect, nice. dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you made Here's some Coco. Coco, <laughs> Coco pants, dude. Uh, yeah. Oh, the Coco. hike is like super famous for like, it's a beautiful hike. Uh-huh. Once you get on top, you can see everything for all the other islands, stuff like that. Uh, like, is it Oahu you were on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like dude. we literally saw the other islands and you can see rain coming down the other islands and it wasn't even raining on our side. Like oh, it's a beautiful kind of hike. Hawaii, yeah. yeah. yeah like, you can watch storm dope. systems like go out into the ocean and then come around, rain on you, leave, go rain somewhere else, and just you it's see a trip. like storm circles happen. It's a it's trip. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But fucking like, yeah. Cocoa head, dude. Yeah. So if you guys want to go to the hike, just remember the middle part's fucking gnarly as fuck. <laughs> Can we find your shorts there still? <laughs> oh Probably. my God, dude. Probably. They're dumped off to the left somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll throw this out. If you're ever on the Cocoa, uh, Cocoa Head? Cocoa Head. Cocoa Head <laughs> hike. And you find his shorts, and you take a picture, oh. and you tag really good in it. I will send you some new shorts. I promise. <laughs> Daddy will send you. He'll send you one of these feeling good with Daddy pins. There you go. You can pin the dirty shorts onto your wall oh, in your bedroom. Fucking hell! Every day. Oh he wants his God. shorts back though. So if you could contact 
Me and Butler. Oh. <laughs> shit, dude, that's awesome. That's that gonna, is so good. We're gonna. That's gonna be a band camp segment, and that's gonna be its own pant shit segment. That is, <laughs> you just created several segments. Yep. Damn. What do you think, Duddy? Anything else? You got anything? Um, any like uh, sponsors or anything you want to plug yeah, or talk yeah. about? Like Tim Hendricks over at Classic Tattoo. They're over in Fullerton, so it's He's not even that far. Awesome. Like, yeah. yeah, that shop's amazing. Like one of the best artists in the world. Like you know, um, Violent Gentlemen's. They're amazing. So are they sponsoring uh, you now? The Violent yeah, Gentlemen's a clothing nice. line. Yeah, Violent Gentlemen. Nice. Yeah. Is there like yeah. a shirt of yours or anything that no, people know? But that's okay. Support the company. I'm sure they, they will soon. They support yeah. a lot of fighters, so that's a great yeah. company to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super good guy. Like, yeah. And if you want to support Ian directly, obviously you can go get that Ian Butler silverback shirt at. That's right. IanButlerMMA.com. Bang. Right yeah. Anything else, dude? He's You're on a two-fight win streak. I know. I know. You got uh, another fight coming up? Yeah, I think so. I'm working out a deal with one FC right oh, now. Right. So shit. like yeah. So like, that's not official, right? We don't want to get you in trouble, but it's you're feeling not, like it's not official, but like it's it's coming soon. Nice. Like, yeah, for sure. That's exciting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, dude, yeah. that's insane. Cause then we can watch you for free on that one app, dude. Let's get it <laughs> if it's on. And then um yeah. Duddy, what's up? You wanna send out any plugs for the end here? Let people know what's going on this tour. Hey. Yeah, start the start the music and we'll get it going. Once again, Ian. Dude, thank uh, you, brother. No, that thank was you. so much fun. And you're a local guy, so please come back anytime. Dude, I would love to. Yeah, we could, you can come whenever you want. Hell yeah. Um, and this summer, Cutlass Brand is going to be out on tour with the Dirty Heads and 311 at every show. We're going to have a Cutlass booth there, and Jake is going to be there. That's right. Go to the booth, say what up to Jake, purchase some Cutlass gear, support, great company, and... If you go to CutlassBrand.com right now and you put in code DuddyB, no, it's not. It's code Feeling Good, actually, is the code. Feeling Good, <laughs> no G, F-E-E-L-I-N, good, at checkout. You're going to get 20% off your entire order. And thank you to everyone at Reamp Studios. Ashton behind the boards, thank you. And that's it. Anything? And Mark. Mark wants me to say hi to Mark. Say Mark. Thanks, we got Mark. We got David. <laughs> we should we just, got everyone. Hey, we'll just say a bunch of other random. We got we got Kevin. We got Taylor. We got fucking Susan. None of those people work here. Yeah. All right. But yeah. So once again, thank you guys. Uh, appreciate it. See you next time. Great Thanks. episode. Thank you. <laughs>